officer at Baylor University, my friend Jason Cook. And uh, Jason, the uh, year of the bear continues. I hope it just continues right into 2022. Uh, but, uh, hey, so far so good. I, I With all these cancellations of the uh, uh, bowl games and everything, you know, we're kind of keeping our fingers crossed. The Bears have landed here in the last hour, and I, I feel like getting the two teams into New Orleans is half the battle. And and once, we, once you do that, then you can kind of start – doing all that you have to do with the COVID and everything to try to get this game played. Does that make you feel a little bit better knowing the Bears are on the ground there in the Big Easy? Oh, you bet, Matt. Uh, that was a, a big milestone. And I think the uh, the second one that we have coming up is when the uh, the Cook family uh, gets in the car tomorrow morning to, uh, to head to New Orleans. So we're going to take one step at a time as we look towards Saturday. But uh, things are looking really good for us. And Gosh, what a great matchups in store between uh, Baylor and Ole Miss. Should the Cooks and Mosleys meet up at some point, maybe like for a roadside diner or, or fast food or something? Or do you want yeah, me just I, to, you know, yeah. some Cajun food in Lafayette or something like that? We may have to. I tell you what, okay. but, uh, that, there's been uh, so much uh, interest and excitement uh, across the Baylor family for uh, for the game. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of green and gold on uh, I-20 and uh, from the DFW area going down through the state, and of course uh, for us going across on I-10. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be fun. And you know, 2019, the Baptists did a nice job of showing up. The, the game didn't <laughs> go the the Bears' way, but uh, always good to see the Baptists gathered on Bourbon. Although there's so many Baptists, that's a little bit too public for drinking. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. There's still like nooks and crannies. People can kind of duck in and out of alleys if they need to. Now, I, I noticed something you had, uh, Jason, up about uh, Ole Miss. Uh, before I get into some really interesting trivia that you put up about that, I mean, now you are someone who has a SEC background. Um, you've seen, by the way, the SEC not off to a great bowl start. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so this will be interesting, a Baylor versus – there's been so much COVID talk. Jason, I finally the other night uh, – or last night I looked and I'm like, dang. I'd almost forgotten that Baylor's number seven and Ole Miss is number eight. In a lot of ways, yeah. this is one of the most – this is the most attractive non-semifinal game out there. And you could even make an argument for one of those semifinals. It, it may even turn out to be a better game than. Yeah. I, you know, Matt, I, I, I would venture so. I think that, you know, you've got an argument for Michigan and Georgia. Obviously, uh, in the playoff, it's going to be – you know, the, the headliner there. But I, I would put our game uh, number two in just because uh, the, the competitiveness of both teams. Uh, but also it's uh, SEC versus Big 12. And, uh, you know, the SEC is off to a, to a pretty slow start. Uh, I would venture to, uh, to characterize it. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing that, that we could do from a Baylor standpoint is, uh, is take care of business on Saturday night. And, uh yeah, I, I mean, I've uh, grown up around uh, around Ole Miss. I actually went to the rival school, Mississippi State. That is my uh, alma mater. And uh, I will have to tell you, uh, I grew up, we do not call them Ole Miss, by the way. We call them by their real name, 
which is the University of Mississippi. So, uh, so I may uh, slip in some Mississippi's uh, as part of our conversation over the next couple of minutes too. Oh, I like that. Does that bother them to call? I mean, do they not like to be called University of Mississippi, or is that oh, is it just uh, kind oh, of? They, yeah, they, they really, they really hate it, Matt. And uh, <laughs> you know, another thing that that you've got to consider about Ole Miss is they really don't know what their mascot is because they they say that they're the rebels. Uh, but then their mascot is a black bear on the sidelines whose name is Rebel. And then their defense calls themselves the Land Sharks. So I have no idea what their mascot is. So, uh, But uh, we need to refer to them as their real name, which is the University of Mississippi. Okay, I'm happy to do that. I'm kind of writing some of these things down as I learn more about this <laughs> SEC culture from Jason Cook, uh, Chief Marketing Officer for Baylor uh, land sharks. I thought that was like a. Isn't that a, a beer? Isn't that an alcoholic drink? Perhaps a land yeah, you shark. You know, Matt. Somehow, yeah. all our, our conversation always kind of wind up in that place. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that there's an alcoholic beverage named okay. the land sharks. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they call themselves the land sharks. Maybe maybe you could ask them that. Uh, yeah. At a, a press conference. That might be a good question, and we'll see how Lane Kiffin uh, handles that one. Yeah, I would say you will not find two. Uh, more different coaches than Dave Aranda and Lane Kiffin. And I don't, I mean, Lane, love him or hate him, and and people have strong opinions on him. He's just a, he's a, he's a colorful guy that's a lot of fun. Um, I, 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 you know, it's interesting. I I thought kind of, uh, I don't know if you thought this, I thought LSU might give Lane a look. They ended up going with Brian Kelly, but uh, isn't that funny to think about how Lane Kiffin conducts himself, social media, and otherwise, and then Aranda, who I mean, you know, I I, he, I think he's good with the media. I I don't think yeah. he loves getting in front of the media, but I, and I don't think he loves even getting on his phone. Like I don't, he's not yeah. someone. I, I think somebody tweets for him, perhaps, and I kind of like that. It's a little bit refreshing from him. But uh, Jason, I don't think we could have two different coaches than we have in this matchup. Yeah, you're right. I mean, two different, completely co- uh, uh, different approaches to the game. Um, but obviously, both of them are very cerebral and, you know, masterminds of the game itself. Obviously, Kiffin on offense and Aranda on defense. So, I mean, that's just an incredible matchup uh, between both of them because they're uh, football junkies just in different ways as part of that. So, uh, once you start peeling back this matchup, you know, the game within the game, I think there's very uh, there's several levels to that. And uh, I, I think outside of uh, – you know, what's going on in the field. It's the chess match that's going on, you know, several drives down the road or the next quarter and how the game's going to play out between these uh, two coaches. That's that's one of the things I'm really excited about watching. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Um, and uh, I, the, the parade that'll happen. We happened a couple of years ago and then the pep rally after that. With all these, uh, uh, the surge and some of the COVID numbers, though the Omicron doesn't seem to be, you know, as lethal as some of these other things. Any... Um, I know there are going to be a few cancellations. Mac Rhodes uh, alluded to one the other day. He couldn't really tell us yet, but there was some kind of deal between both teams and maybe the public. They had already decided to cancel. But now as, as far as the parade and pep rally, which people will be kind of excited about on Friday, I guess it is, is everything full go there, uh, Jason, from what you're hearing? Yeah, everything is a, is a go, uh, particularly for the parade, simply because it's held outdoors, Matt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a great one. So you had the parade starting on the 31st, 
at 2.30 in the afternoon, and then that goes immediately following that. We'll have a Baylor pep rally uh, down on the, on the riverfront outside the uh, New Orleans Steamboat Company. Um, and so that's obviously open to the public. And uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier how much excitement that we have amongst the Baylor family. We've had so many of our events uh, that have gone, uh, that have sold out uh, even before the Christmas break, and included in that was the Baylor alumni uh, pregame tailgate. And uh, I'm thinking it's because so many people wanted to come and and meet Matt Mosley in person that uh, you know you are a hot ticket, and so that uh, pregame tailgate is is sold out. But uh, but all of these events uh, for the Baylor fans and, and the Baylor family are. Uh, are are go are going to happen? We have a green light right now. Yeah, you're making me nervous. I I didn't expect that many people to be in there, and so now I'm really going to have to bring my A game. Probably do a little more research <laughs> than I'm accustomed to doing. The Baylor alumni tailgate uh, that, that'll be good. In fact, uh, we start that thing, Jason, about four hours before the game. I mean, I I, I can't imagine anybody wants to hear us for four hours. Uh, but we do it anyway. And so at 3.30, actually, I think it's 7.45 kickoff. At 3.30, that uh, tailgate show will, uh, I think we call it Game Day Live, perhaps, on ESPN Central Texas. It'll start up, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The other big news coming out of uh, Waco is this new arena, the Pavilion. I mean, thank you, Fosters. Thank you, Paul and Alejandro. I mean, I appreciate that. Appreciate that check. I mean, that that's unbelievable. Um the commitment that uh, that these folks have shown to the university. And I think, uh, uh, Jason, I mean, I, this is going to be, I'm sure you've looked at the mock-ups, you've been on, in on a lot of these conversations, and then you had to kind of head up the communication. Certainly I'm a little bit upset that you didn't, you know, let me break it, but whatever, you decided <laughs> to, to go a different route. Um, but but how exciting, how excited are you and the president um for uh, for that arena as as it's coming down, it could be ready as soon as uh, the 2024 basketball season. Yeah, we're looking at conference play uh, early uh, in January of 2024, hoping that to be in there. And and Matt, I I, w- I will tell you, I mean, to have the city of Waco come along as a partner with uh, with uh, the Fosters is uh, is just tremendous. And uh, when we started talking about this project, I, I told. Uh, President Livingstone and Mac Rhodes, uh, I said, this is a legacy moment uh, for both of you in your ten- in your tenures. Um, it, it is historic for Baylor. Um, it's historic for Baylor basketball, but it's historic for uh, the city of Waco as well. And uh, gosh, you know, how impressive is it going to be for for you driving into Waco from the Metroplex? Uh, you hit that hit that hill. And all of a sudden, you've got McLean Stadium on the left, and you're going to have the Foster uh, Pavilion on the right. And then uh, you go a little bit further, you're going to have the Mark and Paula Heard Welcome Center. I mean, we are really changing the front door, not only to Baylor, but for the city of Waco, too. And, you know, for for Scott Drew to to have a a basketball uh, arena that's going to be worthy of his accomplishments and – uh, for our women's basketball program under Coach Collin, uh, just what a uh, what an incredible uh, legacy that's been built there. So our, we've got two premier basketball programs, and to have a premier arena is just so exciting for for everyone uh, here at Baylor. Okay, and just uh, you're gonna, I, 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 Max said something about this, but the walkways kind of across University Park over to 35. 
I don't want to act like somebody was telling me, Matt's always been part of the campus. And I said to them, I don't recall us walking over to that other side. I don't recall us in our, all our years at Baylor ever making that walk. But I understand the way it's going to be done, it'll make it uh, a little more inviting to uh, to head over on that other side of uh, 35. Do you envision kind of a nice path? Not to make it about me, but I am c- kind of concerned about, you know, walking the campus and, and making making sure of my safety. Well, well, Matt, yeah, when you were in school, there wasn't a Chick-fil-A on the other side of the <laughs> interstate. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit different now that, uh, that our students walk under the interstate to go get a little bit of nature's goodness there. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I mean, but you look, that side of the interstate has, has really built up, not only with food, uh, other establishments, but also uh, residents. Uh, you know, apartments and condos and things of that nature. And with the new I-35 redevelopment going on, um, you know, these underpasses at 4th and 5th Street and then obviously at University Parks are wide, they're large, they're open. And the city of Waco is actually spending an additional $2.1 million just underneath those two intersections. They're going to be lit. Uh, they're going to have public art. Underneath them, not graffiti, actually actual public art underneath them. And uh, they're really going to connect the downtown side of Waco with with Baylor. And, you know, one thing, Matt, too, is, uh, you know, we've had students, uh, almost 300 students living in the new Spring Hill Suites across from Clifton Robinson Tower all semester because uh, because we had so much uh, such a large freshman class this year. So uh, they've managed it well. And uh, and they they go back and forth all the time. We haven't had any issues, and it's only going to get better once uh, once I thirty five gets done. Yeah, I never envisioned artwork under there. Um, that's that is uh, really kind of shocking news to me. Uh, so this will be uh, this will be interesting, and you know you know uh, how cultured I am. So I'll be down there, kind of observing that and kind of giving my opinions. <laughs> on what I think about all that. Um, all right, Jason, listen, safe travels uh, to the Cook family, and uh, Mosley's will be on in tomorrow, and look forward to spending some time in New Orleans, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And then, uh, and then we'll go get the University of Mississippi on, uh, on Saturday night, right? There you go. That's it. And don't forget to pack your gold, all right, Mr. Mosley? Yeah, I don't really look good in that, but I'll do it anyway. All right, I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. You bet. There he goes, Jason Cook, Baylor's uh, chief marketing officer, vice president of uh, marketing and uh, communication.